Hello, everybody. Warren Smith with you. And this week on our extra episode, I'd like to talk to you a bit about Christian higher education and specifically solving the Christian higher education crisis. Now, I know that that sounds a little grandiose to say that we can solve this problem in uh, just the few minutes that we have together, but bear with me, and uh, I think you'll discover that some of the things that I'll have to share with you today might make some sense. Now, first of all, let me just say that regular Ministry Watch readers and listeners to this podcast know that Christian colleges and universities are already in a state of crisis. It's an uh, issue that we've covered a great deal here at Ministry Watch. Just this past week, we reported that Harding School of Theology, which is the only freestanding seminary among the Churches of Christ denomination, is shutting down its Memphis campus and moving its facilities to Harding University's main campus, which is in Searcy, Arkansas. Uh, The fall 2022 enrollment class at uh, Harding School of Theology was just 110 students, and that makes a separate campus unsustainable. And in the past few months, we reported on the closures or deaccreditation of the King's College, Alderson Broadus University, and Alliance University. The industry publication Higher Ed Dive reports that 96 colleges and universities, now I want to be clear, not all of them are Christian schools, but they are all institutions of higher ed and they reflect the overall crisis that's happening in that arena, have either shut down or been absorbed by other organizations since 2016. That's more than one per month. There's every reason to believe that this trend will not only continue, but possibly accelerate. Now, of course, when you have a crisis like this, the causes are are many, and they are hitting both Christian and secular schools, as I mentioned. Technology, of course, is playing a key role. Online programs have proliferated. Demographics is playing a large role as well. We are, to put it bluntly, having fewer kids today than we did in generations past. The cost of higher education is beyond the reach of most middle-class families today, and that means that many of them are incurring massive student loan debt. Students and their families are finally reaching a tipping point. They're wisely starting to question the value of a $200,000 diploma that prepares the graduate for a job that might pay as little as $30,000 a year. Now, that said, Christian higher education is, I believe, a strategic institution for the church. Christian colleges and seminaries are where we train the future leaders of the church. True discipleship and faith formation take place there, doesn't end in high school. The cost, quality, and availability of Christian higher education is, in short, a great commission activity. And that's a key reason that Ministry Watch has for the past four years included Christian colleges, universities, and seminaries in our Ministry Watch 1000 database. And it's also why we publish an annual list of the 50 largest Christian colleges and universities in the nation. This year's list we published this month in the 
uh, month of September, and I'll have a link to that list in today's show notes. The crisis in higher education is reflected in that list. In years past, the list has been fairly static, but this year we saw some significant movement. Samford University, for example, and Abilene Christian University both entered the top 10 for the first time. Samford at number seven and Abilene Christian at number nine. Moody Bible Institute came in at number 11, just out of the top 10, but it was the biggest mover on the list. It jumped 24 spots. It had been number 35 the year before. Colleges with significant drops in their rankings include Seattle Pacific University. It fell from 16 to 29, likely because of turmoil there related to LGBTQ issues that we've reported on here at Ministry Watch. Harding University, which I mentioned above, also fell significantly from its previous position of number 29 down to 36. For the second year in a row, Grand Canyon University held the top spot, but Liberty University closed the gap between these two Goliaths. The annual revenue of both of these institutions topped $1.5 billion. Both schools have tens of thousands of on-campus students and 100,000 more online. Liberty and Grand Canyon, though, are outliers in the world of Christian higher education. The vast majority of Christian colleges have revenue of less than $100 million a year, and most of them are less than $50 million. Some have just a few hundred students. A slight downturn in the economy or the loss of even a few dozen students to other higher ed options can be enormously disruptive to these smaller schools. So is there a solution to this crisis in Christian higher ed? Well, I think the answer to that question could be yes. The recently formed International Association for Christian Education, or IACE, is a group committed to bringing together, and this is words from their mission statement, educational institutions and organizations in the evangelical tradition. Led by David Dockery, who is, in my opinion, the elder statesman of Christian higher education in this country, IACE seeks to encourage, and again, I'm quoting from their website, the emergence and vital kingdom importance of Christian education and calls for Christian educators in every global region and at all educational levels to affirm and unite around their mutual commitments to Christ-centeredness and confessional solidarity. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful, but the bottom line is that IACE affirms the unique value of true Christ-centered education for the Christian church. Christian education is not an incidental part of the church and the disciple-making process. It is essential. That brings us to the true cause of the current crisis in Christian higher education, and that is that the vast majority of Christian parents don't get that hard reality. Their kids go off to secular schools, not to Christian schools, and many of them come home for Thanksgiving break of their freshman year with their faith all but wrecked. 
Many Christian parents think that when a kid turns 18 and heads off to college, they're done, at least done with ensuring their children get religious instruction. But unfortunately, they're not. Christian colleges are, of course, not blameless in this process. Christian colleges can cost two or three times what the state school nearby might cost. And if you're going to charge that kind of money for an education, you'd better have not merely a world-class educational product. You should also be world-class in communicating what makes you different to prospective students and their parents. And until that happens, the crisis in Christian higher education will continue. Thanks for listening to today's Ministry Watch Extra episode. The producers for today's program are Jeff McIntosh and Rich Rosell. We get database technical and editorial support from Christina Darnell, Kim Roberts, Casey Suddeth, and Stephen DeBerry. I'm Warren Smith, your host, and until next time, may God bless you.